Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's safety chat. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Drew. What's up, Drew? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to hear from you. Hey, man. Welcome to the podcast. You want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do for safety? Yeah, so my name's Drew Garbrick. I'm an EHS and DOT representative for PepsiCo out in Chicago. I cover the Chicagoland markets. It's uh, comprised of seven locations, five uh, satellite warehouses, and uh, two warehouses uh, conjoined to a manufacturing operation. So it's a little bit about myself. Yeah, so Drew, you're originally an Ohio guy, right? I am, yep. Go Buckeyes, right? <laughs> All right, I was getting ready to ask. Do the OHIO. What's funny is every time I try to get someone to do it in-state, not that many people do it, but my wife's from the Maryland area, and we'll go to D.C. or wherever we're at traveling around, and, and uh, you see someone with a Buckeye shirt, and you just yell OH, and everybody responds. There's always a response no matter where you're at. It's funny. Yeah. So you, you have that same experience in Chicago then? You know, not so much in Chicago, believe it or not, but I'll tell you what, anytime I go on vacation, I you're guaranteed to see someone from Ohio <laughs> wearing an Ohio State shirt, no doubt about it. <laughs> That's awesome. So the first question I have for you, Drew, is how do you engage employees in safety and how do you inspire them to work safely? Yeah, Mike, I think that is a great question and, and one that definitely needs answered. So, you know, if you if you think about it, given the environment that, you know, all of us are operating in, it, it's rather a challenging task to engage the, and inspire those employees, right? You know, if you think about it, many of us may be working remotely from home. We may be visiting our locations on a less frequent basis or, uh, you know, some of us may still be going in. But regardless, you know, our, our interaction is limited in some capacity due to, you know, the social distancing guidelines or even, you know, state and employer travel restrictions. So I would say to answer this question, I, I really believe an organization needs to find mediums or uh, communication channels in which employees can raise concerns, share daily obstacles and voice their opinions fearlessly. You know, one way which seems to be pretty much adopted and universal throughout many organizations is uh, utilizing Zoom or some form of a virtual meeting space. And if you think about it, as many companies may be stretched thinner than normal within their management level employee groups, frontline team members may be experiencing a really higher level of autonomy within their day-to-day jobs due to you know less oversight and, and management capacity from you know already stretched thin organizations or management groups. So I think as a result, I think it's very imperative that an organization puts also a high importance on celebrating success. Okay, so you talk about motivating and engaging employees. So when frontline employees have more autonomy within their day to day job and and they choose to go above and beyond what their daily expectations are, I think it's incredibly imperative that an organization finds ways outside of the normal recognition that, you know, to go above and beyond and to recognize those employees, because I don't care who you are, no matter who you are, you know, everyone appreciates some form of recognition. And if you had to choose between being recognized, whether it be on maybe a personal or even a group session, depending on, you know, whatever that person's personality is, more times than not, you're going to have someone want to get recognized especially in front of their peers, because it's going to make them feel happy, make them feel valued and make them feel important. 
and then secondly here, to, just to kind of close that question out, I often like to remind myself on a daily basis that, you know, attitudes are much more important than any intelligence that you may exude. So if you show a sincere value and care towards someone, that's, I mean, that's what we do as EHS professionals. We care about others. That's going to then motivate and inspire those employees to go above and beyond for you, regardless of what their scope of responsibility is for their role. True. It's crazy. Auburn University did a study years ago that I always refer back to because you don't really hear much of it in regards to safety, but they actually studied the impact of ethics on workplace safety. And they, they found this oil rig company with, I believe it was like 500 employees in different locations. I mean, you're talking like a pretty serious job, you know, where you're offshore drilling and uh, you're not talking just you're going and making widgets. But level of intensity there for safety is much more. You got the ocean, you know, the buoyancy, the water, the wind, all these different factors that come into play on those decks. But uh, it was really interesting. Even in a high intense environment like that, they found a direct correlation. They found five different things that really impacted. And one of those things was management safety concern. And the big underlying question is what you said is, does management really care about my safety? And a lot of times it gets lost in communication, doesn't it? Where you know, we talk about it's been 90 days since our last time loss accident, all these different things. We talk about keeping our costs down. Those things motivate managers, but they really don't motivate employees, do they? No. And so you made a great point. Slow down, get their feedback. And a lot of times what I realize is even if they're not bringing something really articulate or something new that we never heard before, the fact is we're establishing a relationship and we're hearing them out right? And we're here in the mouth. They really feel like they're cared about. And it's a huge thing. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think, you know, ethics comes into play, right? So if you're a manager, you, you're a people manager. And, uh, you know, it, it's deciding between doing what's right and what's wrong, especially in this day and age, you know, in the, in the like I said, the environment we're operating in, ethics is number one right now, right? We've got to adhere to all the social distancing, all the, the COVID related controls that are being mandated or provided to us by you know, local governments, uh, local, state, federal government associations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really imperative that, that we make sure more times than not we do the right thing, right? Yes, yeah, the best time to really engage employees with a compassionate heart. I mean, the stress of wearing masks and, and maybe a hot environment and these different things are just all the different, you know, setups that we may have to make our job more difficult. It's really just a good time to be more compassionate and give it here and here to those employees. So that's awesome, Drew. Thanks. Second question is, in all of your experience, no matter where you've worked, you've seen like an overarching safety issue. If there's like one thing out there that you said, you know what, this needs to be addressed across the board in safety, what would that one thing be? Yeah, so if I had to sum that up into one word, I, I would probably say innovation, okay? I'm personally a very huge believer in constantly innovating the way we do things. Innovation is, I think, the one thing, especially given the environment we're working in, should be on the radar or at least the agenda of all EHS professionals. One particular area that I'm thinking of is, you know, an employer who is a paper-based employer. They do everything on paper. And so, and I'll get into that in a second here, but I think transitioning their EHS management system to a more digitalized or easily accessible platform, I think that's huge right now. You know, if you think about any time an action of some sort, such as an audit, an evaluation, a risk assessment, or you know, just any compliance-related task, if that's done on paper, where is that data going? You know, or right. does it have to 
be done on a paper and then uploaded into a system, making it a very, you know, laborious task, if you will. And so I'm very big on capturing data uh, that's otherwise lost on a paper in a file storage cabinet somewhere. And so I find that to be a, a, a commonality in, in many EHS, amongst many employers, environmental health and safety management systems. And think of this for a minute. You know, if, if, you, if you're if you an EHS manager and you go out, or even a, a, a supervisor, and you go out and do an evaluation, you record the results on paper, and then you store that document in a file, what, what value does that bring to the organization? You know, you're not really doing anything with that data. It's just being stored along with prior evaluations in some cabinet somewhere. And so I'm really right. big on capturing that data uh, and, and starting to build a called a robust risk profile. So, That's good, Drew, because I'm thinking yeah. even like back to my marketing school where anytime you have a transition or a transaction between people in exchange, okay, so someone does a tometer safety check, they put that in an envelope. Well, someone now has to take that, that little card or envelope thing type in the data somewhere, file it, all these different things that you're talking about. And every time there's a different transition or transaction or exchange between people or just procedures, we know from lean management, it just, the, the likelihood that the next step is going to happen and gets lower and lower at each transaction, right? And exactly. so by going digital, we have all the information right there. And so if we have a good dashboard and system set up, we could constantly use the data. I mean, it would be cool to have graphics between each employee. And not only that, you could actually connect them all with every employee and every shift, and you can really get down to some problem solving, can't you? Yes, definitely. And think about it from this perspective, too. So once you start the digitalization process, I'll call it, you're going to be able to then standardize, be able to manipulate, be able to compare, and then make those inferences based on the data that you begin to collect. You know, it's just like the law of big numbers in actuarial science, for example. And you're able to start to build from a, a leading side of things versus a lagging side of things. You're, start, you're right. going to be able to build a predictive statistical model. And to your point, at a very granular level, such as an employee by employee level versus a department or a specific business unit or a specific location. And I think that's really, really neat. And the innovation that's gone on there is just, it's just phenomenal to see and, and, and where it's going to play out you know, in the near future. That's awesome. I can't wait to see some of the technology that gets more accessible to everybody. So last and final question, Jerry, you ready? Million dollar question. <laughs> if, <laughs> you have, if you have one piece of advice for your peers, other safety managers just like you to help inspire them and motivate them in safety and the daily grind, what would that one piece of advice be? You know, I kind of hit that in the beginning. I think that goes with, with you know, the, the level of care and how you how you motivate and inspire your employees. But yeah, if I could sum it up, I would say exuding a high level of care and exude it in everything you do. You know, we operate as EHS professionals, we operate in a people oriented line of work. You know, without people, we wouldn't have jobs. It's as simple as that. And so in times like this, when stress may be more intense, you know, a, a need to do better is higher. Uh, results may be less fav favorable than what originally was planned at the end of last year and a constant need from everyone to step up is it, it, required you know any team that's ever experienced some form of winning if you think about it has had team members who thoroughly care support and lift up their other team members you know who may be struggling so 
that's kind of what I would say there. And I'll, I'll leave you with one quote here. I wrote this down a couple of days ago when I was reading, but, you know, the only thing that counts about one's vocabulary is the effect his words and phrases have on his own and others' thoughts and actions. And so to last sentence to round that out, you know, avoid overcomplicating things. Many times EHS can often be more simpler than what it is made out to be. And first and foremost, I, th- I think you always got to remember we're, we're in a people oriented business. You've got to you've got to show care and exude it in everything you do. So that's kind of one thing I would uh, I'd leave you with. So, Drew, if people want to connect with you, I know you're on LinkedIn. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so if you're a viewer out there and you'd like to connect with me, you can search my name in LinkedIn. My profile picture is a picture of my face and then a blue background, but you can search Drew, that's D-R-E-W, followed by my last name, Garverick, G-A-R-V-E-R-I-C-K, and uh, hopefully you you should be able to find me. Yeah, I'll go ahead and post a link to your profile in the show notes. If you're listening to this, you can just click on the show notes at the bottom and it'll link right to his LinkedIn page. So, Drew, thank you so much for helping us inspire safety around the world and around America. Thanks for coming. Hope to have you back on soon. My pleasure. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.